Welcome to Simple Talk, Simple Truth, with your host, Renee Maimon. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of speaking on your behalf. Lord, I thank you that you told us to open our mouths wide and you would fill it. They're your words. It's your faith. It's all about you. I thank you, Father God, for making a way where there is no way. And to drive home the point here to the heart of everyone who's listening and that the seed would stick, that it would remain in the heart. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for watering the word of God the way you do. And it's just all about you. So, Lord, for those who teach and preach and even share, that it's it goes back to you. Okay, folks, I'm entitling this My Mother's Bizarre But Incredible Faith. I was raised as a Catholic in our home. And everybody who's Catholic knows all about how the Catholic services work and uh, some of the uh, uh, the literature and and just everything, everything surrounding all that. And so um, it was an incident that I want to share that I had with my mother one time while we were driving. And it stayed with me. And it still stays with me to this day. This was many years ago. And she had childlike faith. She really did. But I tell you, when you you could go to her and you can ask her to pray on your behalf or on your child's behalf or, you know, and she was very faithful to do that. And that was something that was always very special to me. But on this particular day, we were driving to a store and her and I, we used to go out often and we would shop together and always planning things, events and stuff like that at the home and so on and so forth. And uh, I used to always look forward to that. And um, but on this particular day, we were actually driving into a fairly large parking lot of a a well-known store. And she says to me, watch this. And I said, watch what? She said, watch me get the first parking lot space. And I said, what? And she says, no, no, just, just watch, just watch, watch this. And I started to laugh. I said, this is what you pray for. She said, well, you don't understand, but she says, just watch. And so we came up one of the rows with cars parked and sure enough, the driver in the first spot starts to pull out. So she looked at me and she said, you see, I said, I, I was messing with her. I says, you've got to be kidding me. So she said, I mean, I wasn't convinced. I was not convinced that that was God. I said, this, this is just a coincidence. You're getting the first parking space, you know. So she said, no, you don't understand. She said, when you pray, 
You have to believe. She said, she said, you can ask God. But she says, but here's the trick. That's how she could, would explain herself. She said, here's the, the, the thing. You can't doubt. She said, that's the whole thing. She said, you just have to make sure you don't doubt. So I was still finding the situation humorous. But then I felt, I sensed the Holy Spirit in me want to respond back to her. So I said, well, you know, let me back up a minute. She also said that, you know, it was, she felt it was uh, God's mercy because she had problems with her feet. I said to her, well, let me ask you a question. Because it was suddenly clear to me that God was trying to teach her something about the parking space. It wasn't so much about getting the first parking space here in what he was trying to show her. So I said, well, the principle that you're, that really is what this is about. I said, if you're believing God and you have, you, you can't doubt. She said, yes. She says, you can't doubt. So I said, well, I said, do you think maybe he's trying to show you something that you can have the same principle and pray and believe for your healing in your feet? I said, because actually exercise is good. It's not good to always be sedentary. I said, so if you, you, you could almost even cause yourself to park in the back so you could get a nice walk and get some exercise if you're not doing enough walking. That's actually very good for the heart. So I, I said, I think the principle here is to, I said, I, well, I asked her, um, I said, well, can you have, I said, this principle of praying and believing and not doubting, can you, I said, what about all the other areas in your life? You know, certain kids and different things like that, that, you know, she was having problems with and, and all these areas, you know, of, of, um, which would be considered negatives that, that you're dealing with. I said, do you, do, why don't you have, apply that to those areas? How come you can't apply that simple truth to all these other areas? And it was funny because she, um, she, she passed it right up and she said, oh, but those are different, you know, <laughs> those are different things, you know? Oh, it was that, that was just a, a moment that I could, I, I'll just never forget. But what stands out to me to this day was not doubting. If you pray and not doubt, you know, God teaches that, that you can pray and believe and, that you will receive you know, the faith of a child, the faith of a child. I remember hearing a testimony. Uh, she became a talk show host. And when she was a child living on the farm, she was very young and she had all these little baby chicks. For some reason, they all died. And in her mind, she thought maybe they needed to just be warmed up. And she puts them all on a tray. 
and puts the tray in the oven. And I don't know how hot the oven was or all the details to this, but she believed that by doing that, she had the faith that these baby chicks were going to come back alive. The faith of a child. And it happened, except for one. And she turned around and she believed that it was God that wanted that one. So he took that one. You know, it's sometimes bizarre faith. And it seems bizarre to us. But when I look at Peter, who, you know, these were fishermen. This was had to be an extremely violent storm that they were in. Because fishermen are used to the weather. They're used to weather patterns and such. But on this particular occasion, they were, they were pretty concerned. I mean, you just as maybe frightened of what was going on around them. Storm could be fierce. No matter how tailored of a fisherman you are, storms could be fierce. So apparently this is what was going on. And the Lord appears to them, you know, in the, in the somewhat of the distance. And you can see it's a human figure. And, and that's not something you want to see out there in the water. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just too unreal. But when Peter said to him, if this is you, let me, let me come to you. You know, the Lord responds in a very matter of fact way. Well, yeah, well, come on. Just come on. And, you know, the rest of the story gets out of the boat and he's he, he he's he's now exercising. You know, God's faith until, of course, he, he he's distracted. He becomes distracted by the problem. And fear sets in and worry sets in and concern sets in and the negatives are setting in. You know. And then he goes down and shook his faith. Even with the Lord standing right in front of him. In this day and age, we have the Holy Spirit now in us because of what God did. So we have the same power that raises Christ from the dead. That's pretty powerful. And I I think for the most part, a lot of us don't, we we take it in our minds. But it's not really settled in our heart. Because I think once we really latch on to what this is, I think we would do great exploits for God. I think we would be getting up every day with a spring in our step. I think we, it would change the doom and gloom to joy and expectation if we would just have childlike faith. God is not asking for theologian faith. He's not putting that on his people. You know, he says, come as a child. Why? Because I believe our intellect has to figure it out. We have to theologically piece it together as though we can figure God out. Um, Human reasoning. Well, the faith, faith in Christ, faith itself, the, the world of faith, God's realm all around us, the unseen. You cannot use human wisdom to explain all that. I think if we just take him at his word, 
just simply take him at his word. It's alive. The word is alive. It's not a dead word. It's not some old story that sits on, on the shelves in a book that you could take out and read once in a while. It's alive. It's life changing. And so coming to God in childlike faith and you mix that with his word. And it's amazing. It can be amazing. You know, so this parking lot faith, I can only imagine how people would respond to this. Or, you know, you've got the the naysayers or the negatives or even, you know, mockers that can uh, run with this and and say this or that or, you know, uh, poke fun at it. Almost like maybe I did when I first heard. I couldn't help but laugh, you know. But I felt bad afterwards because I saw the lesson that he was trying to show her in that. So we can believe God and we can take God at his word when he says something. We can hold on to something the Holy Spirit gives us. Some of our circumstances are serious. And God is working behind the scenes on those circumstances. Not everything is instant. It doesn't work like that. Because working on the heart is not an instant thing. God graciously works gradually with the heart of man. And there's lots of lessons and things. And, and you sometimes want, you get frustrated. You go, Why so long? You know, I remember one time I, I told God, you know, I was really frustrated. You know, I'm looking at my age and I'm looking at time and I'm looking at, you know, and I, I said, you know, something I just I was really frustrated. I, said, I don't have eternity. And I sensed the Holy Spirit respond and said, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know, the, the moment you get saved, you're enter, you've entered into eternity. This is just a passing through, you know. Uh, and in the midst of all these things and stuff that we go through, you know, folks, I mean, it would be at least honorable to give God maybe 50% of some joy and expectation and anticipation instead of 80% of worry and fear and all this anxiety and aggravation and stuff that we put our minds through. You know, wouldn't it be nice to start with maybe 50% of some joy and expectation? And, you know, he says in the word, when I come back, don't let me find you all caught up in the world's ways of doing things. You know, he's offended by this because you have the living God in you and it doesn't look right when we're so caught up in the negatives and then making it worse by constantly complaining and talking about the negative. Where's the faith in that? Where's, where's there's, you know, there's no joy. There's no, there's no peace. There's no nothing of the Holy Spirit. Nothing. You know, God may have given a word, you know, and, and still acting just like the way the world would respond. You know, they don't have the spirit of God living in them. 
A lot of them not saved, but we are. You are. You know, it's not a matter of putting on a display or forcing ourselves to be a display. It should come natural with the right understanding, with truth, with his truth. So in talking about the first parking lot space, uh, which is nowhere in scripture, you know, that, that, but it is in the context of believing and not doubting. And in this particular case, it was a lesson for her. That's where her faith was. And God was meeting her where her faith was to pull her up, to pull her up, to believe in, you know, look at the world we're living in with the illnesses and everything that's going on. It was to pull her up so she could have faith to believe and not doubt for the physical things that she was going through. So she could be a testimony to somebody else and to pray and believe without doubt for somebody else, maybe in the same painful shoes. She could never wear a shoe that fit right or felt right. So that was really something very special to me that it stays with me to this day. And sometimes I find myself praying, Lord, give me her parking lot faith, not for the first space. I'm a walker. I love to walk. You know, uh, I, I'm not looking for a short distance. I, my legs sometimes just want to go. I need to be walking. I'm walking since I'm 18 years old. That's not the point of it. It's just to be able to activate in that child and live in that childlike faith and just see each day where we can experience from little things to maybe bigger things, whatever God wants to do that day, to live with joy and anticipation of how he's going to show up. Where his, his world, let his world be more real to you than the world you see. And it's, it's going to change everything. It changes everything. What a reason to get up in the morning. And look forward to what God is going to do in that brand new day. So anyway, I hope something here was said to give you a little bit of a boost and maybe some more faith to believe God's word and ask God to remove any doubts, any human intellect that could be standing in the way, that could be standing in your way from receiving from him. We don't have to always figure it out. He's not asking you to figure it out. That's not what faith is. We're never going to be able to figure it out. So why waste the time to figure it out? It's just faith. Faith in, in his word. Especially when he gives you a word in a circumstance. Just believe it. Let's just take him at his word. Folks, he's never told a lie. And I don't be, believe for a moment he would begin. He can be trusted. Anyway, God bless. We'll catch up again. Y'all have a wonderful, marvelous day. <laughs>